Welcome. My name is Alfonso Severos. And this is Jazz Just the Way We Like It. Jazz Just the Way We Like It is my weekly podcast. Playing those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, the 1960s, and the 1970s. Those wonderful songs from my early childhood and adolescent and early adult years. Those records I listened to with my friends and enjoyed. Playing them again, bringing back memories. Playing them for both you and me. And also playing them to introduce jazz to a whole new generation of young folks. Well, folks, we have another week. And uh, spring is here. It's going to be 88 degrees today. Oh, I've been waiting for this day. I love this time of year because I only work uh, eight months out the year part-time teaching. And I'm off in the summers, and I live a block away from the beach, in Brighton Beach. And it uh, doesn't get any better than that. So this is my kind of weather. Well, I have a guest, and she's not really a guest. She's here just about every episode, and I'm happy for that. Vanessa, my daughter. Hello, Vanessa. A.K.A. The Sun. I know, right? <laughs> Hi, Dad. Good. How are you? I'm good. It's a beautiful day out today, finally. Okay. So what are we going to talk about? Wait, wait. So what So what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> oh, we got a few things to talk about, but first I want to start <laughs> off with some jazz, because that's why we're here. Okay. So let's get things cooking with an old record from the 1950s. Man, this was a, this is, this is a record that used to, the, the, the Bohemians used to carry around. This is Dave Brubeck, man, Time Out. And I'm going to play a song from that album uh, called Blue Rondo Turk. Blue Rondo a la Turk. Yeah, wow, well, you botched that one. Yeah, I sure did. But, uh, <laughs> hey, look at, the, look at the name. Let's listen to Dave Brubeck. Uh, and this is an interesting you know, interesting song.
Rondo a la Turk. That was uh, a piece on the Take Five album, or the Time Out album. That also includes the song Take Five. Uh, when I was growing up in the Marcy Projects, and I was in about the eighth grade, I believe, uh, is when I was first introduced to jazz. My older brother, Jimmy, who's has passed on, he was about seven, eight years older than me, uh, we had two jazz albums in the house. One was this, Take Five. Well, you know, he was part of the Bohemian uh, uh, generation, uh, the beatnik generation. And uh, the other one was uh, MJQ's Modern Jazz Quartet, Odds Against Tomorrow. Now, I used to play these two albums, uh, and I really liked this song. Dave Brubeck, that was Dave Brubeck on piano, and Paul Desmond on sax. Vanessa, what'd you think? <laughs> I really liked it because it was sort of like a mix of um, Tom and Jerry and then like jazz. Like he just drops in the middle of the song to like a really quick, fast, cartoony type of symphony. Cartoony meaning if you sit back and watch the old cartoons like Tom and Jerry, it kind of sounds like it. I think it's cool. I, like, I see your point of reference. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the reason for the, the, you know, the, the change up in the music in terms of the time and the tempo, because it opens with music that Dave Bubeck and picked up while he was in Turkey. Oh. So he was, you got to remember. So that's the a la Turk. Yeah. In the 1950s, there was no internet. You know, how people learned about jazz and how people shared music was actually going somewhere and listening to it. Right. And so jazz became very universal because it's an American art form. And the State Department had this um, uh, type of diplomacy, cultural diplomacy, in which they sent artists all over the world. Did they pay for it? Yes. And they paid them. They still do it? I, I don't I, not to the extent that they did before. Oh, I didn't know that. And so Bubeck, uh, on one of his trips, and, you know, jazz musicians went all over. Well, that I knew, yeah. And that's how jazz got so global. But I didn't know the, you know, the United States paid for that. Yeah, because jazz was is, is, is original. It, it started here. It didn't start anywhere else. No, you're absolutely right. So uh, he heard a bunch of Turkish musicians playing their traditional music, but it was at a different tempo and beat. Right. And that's how the beginning of this song, yeah, where it's like a odd beat to us because we're not used to hearing that kind of beat. I, I don't know the the tempo stuff or the music musicology, uh, but that's uh, where that came from. That's really interesting. I th I mean, yeah, I knew something was different because, like you said, not only did the tempo switch, it was uh, the the just the type of music that it was. So yeah. that's interesting to know that it was well, Turkish yeah. or inspired by the Turkish. Well, Mid-Eastern music influenced a lot of jazz musicians. And I'm going to play you another artist who was also influenced by Mid-Eastern. Now, not only did he incorporate their musical techniques, he also incorporated their instruments. And mm. so you would hear the influence of that Mid-Eastern influence uh, in uh uh, the work of Youssef Latif. And Youssef is a master musician and, and composer. 
And this is a song called Like It Is.
Wow. Youssef Latif. Youssef was a master of woodwind instruments. Flute, saxophone. This was recorded in 1968. And if you really listen to it closely, you can hear the influence of the Eastern Asian influence. The composition is amazing. We have strings, violin, uh, and really details and bells. And God knows I don't know all the instruments, uh, but his solos on sax and flute is really uh, astonishing. So it's, it's, it's mystical. It's, it's uh, for lack of a better word, spiritual, transcendent. And this was 1968. Uh, Before or after Martin? Died. I'm not sure the precise dates. Uh, why? Just, just curious. That was a very, very um, interesting year. Emotions. So when you just mentioned transcending and spiritual, I wonder oh, yeah. if the influence the in the American influence yeah. culturally. You go from '65 or really '64 to 1970, '71. Man, a lot happened musically. Musically, culturally, culturally, yeah, uh, socially, yeah, and uh, it's and you hear it in the music. It all exploded, mm -hmm. and even in in fields of academia, and in which music is a, a an academic, you know, subject. Mm -hmm. uh, most people don't realize it that these these musicians, man, conceive this music, mm -hmm. have write it down. They have to hear it in their head. Uh, and when you do composition, you know, you're hearing this uh, melodies and, and harmony coming together. Mm -hmm. And then you try and play it. So, you know, it's... it's, it's and it's never been done before. You're actually creating in the moment. Uh, exactly, I think that's awesome. Exactly. And, and, and that, that creating in the moment is inspired by something. Right. You hit something uh, 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 triggers that... Uh, uh, that kind of inspiration, mm -hmm. intellectual inspiration. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when, when you, this is uh, interesting because when we talk about neuroscience, neuroscience talks about music and the brain and the activity of neurons. And we know that uh, when you listen to music, it's like a, uh, a workout for certain areas of your brain. Seriously? Yeah. Because all music or specific all sounds? Music, all music. Because you're, you're, you're dealing with, 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 with temporal lobe, you're dealing with frontal lobe, uh, in terms of temporal lobe and hearing and the, the, the auditory cortex, you're dealing with frontal lobe and thinking about it, connecting the two, and you're also dealing with parts of your, your what is called your, your, your midbrain, your limbic system, uh, the amygdala, on, on the emotional component. All these pieces come together. Now, so we know that, that if you want to help kids learn uh, and develop reasoning and mathematical abilities, well, no, not just have them listen to music. Teach them how to play an instrument because that's a total workout for the brain. Wow. So we know that. You know, it's, it's, you got so many of your, 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 your physicists and mathematicians, Einstein included, who talked about when they got stuck on a, a, a problem that was, you know, advanced, advanced, advanced mathematics and physics. Uh, Einstein used to pick up the violin, mm. stimulate thoughts, mm. making those connections, section of the brain, and solutions came. Well, uh, when I was doing some research on holistic healing, I came across some articles that stated 
the actual molecular structure of water changes when classical music or a certain tempo music is played it almost and it and when they looked at it under a telescope it almost looked like crystals were forming although it didn't turn to crystals it that was the the energy that was vibrating within water cells um the water structure yeah. when you play yeah. certain types of music so i totally i totally so, uh, you know, believe yeah. it so you got to but you got to put everything in perspective you know so people talk about universal music first of all oh what a contradiction because music is 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 sound and sound is vibrations of molecules in the air which means you have to have an atmosphere mhm so in space there is no atmosphere there is, there is no music there's there's, there's there's no molecules to vibrate so there is space is silent the universe is silent. Wait, can you play music in space? You won't hear it. It can't be created. I knew the mothership did not exist. <laughs> I knew it. It was all in your head. Yeah. <laughs> so this universal music stuff. Uh, so then, music is evolutionary. Then it evolved. It it it. And what you started out by saying that the mus the muscles in the brain work it you know it, yeah, it gets a little workout with music that's that, we weren't that born sense. with that that's through evolution sense. yeah it makes sense so um hey talking about music let's change it up a little bit <laughs> before you had your rap you had my man oscar oscar brown jr and uh he used to mix those rhymes mix are you are songs. you saying he's a predecessor to rap well you be the judge i will check this out Said the signifying monkey to the lion one day Hey, there's a great big elephant down the way Going round talking, I'm sorry to say About your mama in a scandalous way Yes, he talking about your mama and your grandma too And he don't show too much respect for you Now, you weren't chat and I sure am glad Cause what he said about your mama made me mad Signifying monkey, stay up in your tree. You are always lying and signifying, but you better not monkey with me. The lion said, yeah, well, I'll fix him. I'll tear that elephant limb from limb. Then he shook the jungle with a mighty roar. Took off like a shot from a forty-four. He found the elephant where the tall grass grows and said, I come to punch you in your long nose. The elephant looked at the lion in surprise and said, Boy, you better go pick on somebody your size. But the lion wouldn't listen. He made a pass. The elephant slapped him down in the grass. The lion roared and sprung from the ground. And that's when that elephant really went to town. I mean, he whipped that lion for the rest of the day. And I still don't see how the lion got away. But he dragged on off more dead than alive. And that's when that monkey started his signifying jive. Signifying monkey. Tree. You are always lying and signifying, but you better not. 
monkey with me The monkey looked down and said Oh, wait What is this beat up mess I see Is that you lying? <laughs> Do tell Man, he whipped your head to a fatty well Give you a beating that was rough or nothing You supposed to be king of the jungle Ain't that some stuff You big overgrown pussy cat Don't you roar I'll hop down there and whoop you some more The monkey got to laughing and jumping up and down But his foot missed the limb and he plunged to the ground The lion was on him with all four feet Gonna grind that monkey to hamburger meat The monkey looked up with tears in his eyes and said Please, Mr. Lion, I apologize I meant no harm, please Let me go, and I'll tell you something you really need to know. Signifying monkey, stay up in your tree. You are always lying and signifying, but you better not monkey with me. The lion stepped back to hear what he'd say, and that monkey scampered up a tree and got away. What I wanna tell you, the monkey hollered then, is if you fool with me, I'll stick the elephant on you again. The lion just shook his head and said, you jive. If you and your monkey children wanna keep alive, up in them trees is where you better stay. And that's where they are to this big day. Signifying monkey, stay up in your tree. Brown Jr. signified monkey. But that's I know you got something to say about that. I mean, it was nice. <laughs> it was jiggy. It was a jig. But rap? No, maybe I was only I was stretching it. Yeah. But some of his other stuff has been associated with it. Oscar Brown Jr. is like, you know. I mean, was, I did hear some your mama jokes in there. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, a, a a musician, a poet, a singer, yeah. composer, writer. It was funny. Yeah. Without a doubt, he has a extraordinary talent, Oscar Brown Jr. All right, uh, let's let's mix it up a little bit. You know, this was recorded in Sing Sing, I believe, in 1968. Sing Sing Prison, Eddie Parmeri and Harlem River Drive. You know, after the riots in in in, in the prisons in New York State, uh, Sing Sing, uh, there was some reforms, and one of the one of the part one of the reforms to you know to bring in certain musicians to entertain some kind of entertainment within the prison. Uh, I don't think they do that anymore much, but at that time in the seventies, early seventies, late sixties. Uh, they brought in a certain artists, and the uh, inmates actually had a say in which artists they wanted to uh, bring in, and they brought uh, Eddie Palmieri and his group to uh, uh, Sing Sing, upstate New York. Did they record it there? Yes, they did. This How? was the first album ever recorded live in a prison. Hey, I'm thinking Tupac was the first. So no. Okay. no. You had you had <laughs> Eddie Palmieri, you had Johnny Cash, you had quite a few people before Tupac. Oh, but uh, this is Azuka Party, and you can hear it. And and Eddie Mer- Eddie Palmieri, who played Latin jazz, 
brings in a sort of soulful rock group to play along with him. And so you see how he mixes it up a little bit here, this fusion to uh, 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 sort of reflect the, the uh, diversity of the prison. Because you know Sing Sing, black and Latinos. Here we go. Except for the guards. Yeah, I was about to say, it ain't that diverse. <laughs> I'm talking prisoners.
at the primary Azuka party. Azuka. Yeah. Oh yeah, live at Sing Sing. Man, what a, what what a what a song, what a piece. You know, that was recorded with Harlem River Drive. Cuz like I said earlier, he uh he integrated that man with 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 some with some funk and some soul. Uh Palmieri was an activist, still is an activist. A lot of people don't know that or associate activism with him, but he's an activist, man. He's uh, from New York, from the Bronx. Him and his brother Charlie, Eddie Palmieri. Uh, I know you uh, you liked it. I did, I did, I really did. It was fun, it was energetic, and I know, shoot, if it was recorded at Sing Sing, it really took um, the, the inmates to a different space and a different you know oh, yeah. place where yeah. more of a... Um, uh, unity, a place of yeah. unity. But you know, you all on the same accord about you know a jam. That's good stuff. Yeah, I know one 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 uh, one podcast we got to talk about this prison complex. But talking about situations uh, on the international scale, what do you think about the fact that uh, President Trump uh, had the State Department move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem? I think that uh, <laughs> I think it's all part of the plan that they've always had. Um, they're allies, correct? Yeah, they're very much allies. We're the biggest supporter of Jerusalem, uh, but you know, all, all prior presidents recognize the fact that Jerusalem is uh, a city of importance, not just to Jews, but it's a city of importance to, to uh, people of the Islamic faith and Christianity. It's one of the few cities in the world, the current cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that This was true in the past of other cities, but current cities in which it has major significance for three major religions. That and take so, up the majority of the world. Yeah, so they, they uh, no one should, no one group should claim it and it should be open. Uh, you got to understand, uh, Palestine, uh, uh, Jerusalem was was, you know, uh, won in the war, the Arab-Israel War of uh, 1987, I believe, 67. Uh, they they uh, took occupancy of it, so it's occupied land. In other words, I have a fight with you, and I take your house. And then I take your house and I move into your house and I say, this is my house and uh, this is my primary residence. Welcome to America. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I have my, my, my <laughs> the, the, the sad part is that the Palestinians had no say in it. They, these are people that's, that's, uh, uh, that, that, uh, just pawns in this international game. So the line that was drawn that separated the two states back in was it nineteen in the forties, was it forty eight or forty? You mean yeah? Uh, so, so I'm still unclear as to well, where do you think the embassy should be? Uh, since Israel does exist, it should be in Tel Aviv. The the, the uh, that's where you know. This is going to create conflict because these are religious significance. Mm-hmm. And it's a fact I think Israel wants the conflict uh, because it will give them the opportunity not only to, to, flex. To, to flex muscles against the Palestinians and eliminate that problem, 
but more important against Iran mm. and Saudi Arabia mm. and some of these other countries, but specifically that it's Iran. surrounded around. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, all we can do is sit back and watch and see how this thing plays yeah. out. But this, this is, you know, anytime you have politics mixed with religion, it gets it totally insane. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't just make any sense. No, you know, when people believe this is, this I've listened to a person on public access television talking about, you know, this is their land. God gave it to them. So you know. Uh, that argument registers with me just as much as uh, doing slavery when they said blacks were descendants of Ham, um, and 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 Ham was was according to the Bible Slave. condemned to serve. Slavery. So uh, you know, you you can take that with a grain of salt, uh, but that's what it is. That's what it is. And then, you know, also you have some. Orthodox groups that don't recognize Israel, Jewish groups, or Orthodox Jews. Here? Yeah. Mm. Right in Brooklyn you have sects mm -hmm. because they believe that uh, Israel will only can be established with the return of the Messiah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, whether you have uh, modern technology, modern means of warfare, it really doesn't matter because we're, we're talking about a thousands and thousands and thousands of years of conflict that, you know, whether this president wants to get involved or not, um, it's going to take its own shape and its own form with or without us. So, Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll just leave that alone. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things why, uh, one last point, is that's why it's so crucial, so important, has such significance if Iran develops nuclear weapons. Oh, yeah. Because Israel has it. No one's saying, you know, no one beefing about that. They have a pretty big arsenal of nuclear weapons. You get Iran equipped with it, it changes the dynamics of the Middle East. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, anything you'd like to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can move forward with some music to lighten up the mood. <laughs> yeah, well, it's getting to that time, and I'm going to play one more song before we uh, 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 close up shop. And this is an old tribute to all those old jazz heads out there going back to the Symphony Sid days. And it's uh, my man, uh, King Pleasure. King Pleasure. Moody's mood. There I go, there I go, there I go, there I go. Just keep it low. Pretty baby, you are the soul who snaps my control. Well, I mean, I know the melody. Such a funny thing, but every time you're near me, I never can behave. Give me a smile, and then I'm wrapped up in your magic. There's music all around me, crazy music, music that keeps calling me so very close to you. Turn me your slave. Come and do with me any little thing you want to. Anything, baby, just let me get next to you. Am I insane or do I really see heaven in your eyes? Bright as stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies. How I worry about you, just can't live my life without you, baby. Come here, don't have no fear. Oh, is there wonder why I'm really feeling in the mood for love? So tell me why, stop to think about this weather, my dear. 
This little dream might fade away There I go talking out of my head And yet, oh baby, won't you come and put our two hearts together That would make me strong and brave Oh, when we are one I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid If there's a cloud up above us Go on and let it rain I'm sure our love together will endure a hurricane Oh, my baby Please let me love you and give me relief from this awful misery What is all this talk about loving me, my sweet? I am not afraid, not anymore, not like before Can't you understand me? Now, baby, please pull yourself together Less of a plate as far as Oh, baby, you make me feel so good. Let me take you by the hand. Come, let us visit out there in that new promised land. Maybe there we can find a good place to use a loving state of mind. I'm so tired of being without and never knowing what love's about. James Moody, you can come on in, man, and you can blow now if you want to. We're through. <laughs> Daddy, they don't make beautiful songs like that for women. I mean, do you know how much record sales would shoot up if we had romantic songs like that instead of these hoes ain't loyal like i mean and it's put black women in such a position of specifically black women because it's you know the r&b world and um our culture that kind of you know it brings us down it's just not cool i would love for chris brown to turn around and redo uh mood for love okay but speaking of black women, shout out to Stacey Abrams down in Atlanta, ATL. We are rooting, rooting, rooting for you to become governor. I, I don't know what the numbers look like. Uh, Governor's uh, Georgia's been uh, historically a, a Republican state, except for Atlanta and a few other little pockets. But uh, they claim the demographics has been changing, and if she can get the vote out, She'll have a real good chance. So this is going to be an interesting situation. And if she wins, she'll be the first black female governor of a state in this country. Her, Keisha Bottoms, as she's mayor, I'm like, I, I mean, I just feel the winds of Wakanda forming, Daddy. Oh, here I we go. I feel the winds of Wakanda. Okay. <laughs> I, I saw the movie, by the way. Finally. I was about yeah. to take your black your black man card away. No, nah, don't worry. They ain't based on no fantasy. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's definitely rooted in reality. That was King Pleasure. You know, wow, wow, wow. Going back, it's amazing how uh, Frankie Crocker, for one, but more important, Bill Cosby, whatever he done, you know, he introduced a lot of people to some traditional jazz on his show. And he used to play this song a few times, too. Well, folks, man. This has uh, been fun. This has been fun, and it's getting to be that time. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it, Vanessa. I did, Dad, always. Yeah, yeah and I enjoy having you here. 
And uh, to everyone out there. Happy thank- Memorial Day. <laughs> yep. Happy Memorial Day. I and guess, depending on what set you claim. Political perspective. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening and tune in again. Uh, this is jazz just the way we like it. Recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn. Until the next time, peace and love.